Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, September 9th, 2021. I am your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, and unfortunately, we're back to Dos Compadres this week. Ken has some family matters to attend to, but hopefully he will be on next week. And with that, Gray, how have you been? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, no, I've been really good, and it's been a very interesting week. I've been listening to uh, Little Glee Monster. They just dropped a brand new single, and I've been checking that one out. That's uh, Kimito Ileba. And really like it, really like it. It kind of ties into today's topic that we will be talking about here in a little bit. So I'm not going to go into uh, too much of it, but I will recommend it. It is definitely really good. If you like Little Glee, you will like that one. Uh, I've also been checking out, uh, I was on YouTube the other day and YouTube recommended the song called Jasmine to me by Gakuto Kajiwara. And I really liked it. I thought it was really solid. So I've been listening to that thing as well. Uh, I have been listening to not only this week's MC, but I've also been listening to next week's MC. So uh, I like to leave a little surprises for you guys. And I have been, I've still been really enjoying White Jam. Like I'm, I'm kind of stuck on them for a while. Uh, I've been re-listening to she. Shinu Hodo Ski, and I've been listening to their Best of Collection album on repeat. So uh, that's about where I've been at. I've also been listening to a little bit of Dice, a little bit of Every Season, a little bit of Fight Back. Nothing too crazy. What have you been listening to, Luna? So I've been listening to a various amount of music, to be honest. I created a new playlist Y'all gonna laugh at the name. It's called The Hitmaker. And it is honestly a variety between Japanese, Korean, and English. And it's a lot of my favorite songs in general. But the funny thing is, is whenever I joke, I restart the playlist because I'll end up venturing off into something else. These same songs pop up. And one of them is The Moment featuring Yellow Box, which is an I song. And I'm still addicted to that. Not so different. Featuring A Witch, another I song, popped up three times today when I was out and about because I kept accidentally redoing the playlist. And Edu's One Last Time, produced by MPM, has popped up. Uh, Bond, featuring Wakadana, which uh, Jamosa song, popped up. Same with Nanika Hitotsu, featuring Jade and Wakadana. Also been listening to Samichi again with Saturday Night and Lighten the bleep up because in the it it has the two x's you know between the f and the k but i love that song because it is great and i love michi also been listening to miyachi's newest single chuhai as it brings back memories of japan and all the chuhais and he actually records it in a famima so that made me happy listening to that one also been still listening to a video featuring Stax t and simba by ta's Tanaka Alice, a couple of her songs keep popping up, such as the pirate song and Waiting for You. A lot of Yayoi Diamond keeps popping up. Same with Cream. They're pretty prominent on my list. Some Crystal K, such as Forever 
and what we do and a couple other songs of hers always pop up some kodakumi on there hidomi jason dame soul brothers ballistic boys a witch a witch is a big person that keeps popping up her gila gila featuring jp the wavy is one of my new favorite songs got some heat i die on there as well like stand by me stand by you m flows ecto and human laws featuring jay bovelin keeps popping up too and then i got some other very summery tunes some Mayjay, such as guarding featuring dj kiri diggy bow clinch and blista one more kiss every single day and also some Adashi. Surprisingly, Love So Sweet kept popping up. And I love that track. It's amazing. Got some Britney. Because, you know, I'm basic. Uh, some Chanmina. I actually went back to listening to her since she's dropping a new album this year. And I, I realized how much I really do love her music. I mean, I had Jean, My Name, Chocolate, just pop up in a playlist randomly. And I got very into it. And a lot of Amodo Namie, I swear my phone loves her track Mint. And I don't know what it is, but it always picks Mint. And out of all the Namie songs, I hear Mint more than one time a day because Apple Music, some reason, loves it. So it's just been a very interesting list. And that's kind of been my week besides some MC. And I've been discovering a few new artists. And going back to a few, like, Hitomin just dropped a brand new single, and I'm super hyped that she dropped it. But other than that, I mean, it's just kind of been all over the place, to be honest. I've spent most of my week on the phone and not listening to things. But when I do get in the car and listen to music, it's been great. Also, I want to highlight Nissy keeps popping on my playlist with My Prettiest Girl, and it makes me smile. So, but yeah. That's pretty much been my week and, you know, our week together. So with that, we're going to go to our topic, which is super interesting. And Gray, I know you proposed this one. So it is what song or songs would you like to hear an acapella version of that does not have one? And why do you think it deserves an acapella? And Gray, since you thought of this topic and you came up with it, why don't you go first and discuss some of your top tracks you would love an acapella version of? Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I could probably think about 19 more. Uh, acapella is a style of music that I love. And I really feel like you don't hear it enough. I mean, maybe, maybe that's just me. I mean, there's a couple of really good acapella groups. But the um, to, to be there's something special when a group comes together and they make music all just using their voice and vocal talents. So I love acapella and I thought this would be just a really fun topic to do. And I actually springboarded off of a topic idea that Ken had. So I, I should thank him personally for this idea. And I'm certain we could apply this to other types of genres, but... I know you talked about Love So Sweet earlier, Luna, and Love So Sweet was also on my mind when I picked this topic because that song would be absolutely ace by Arashi. That that song is so good. That's the song that they're known for. And honestly, Arashi doesn't have an acapella track. And 
you might need to slow down Love So Sweet just a little bit. It might be a little fast for an acapella track, but they could totally pull it off. I think they have the vocal skills and the vocal range to do it. And I think this would sound insanely cool if they were able to pull this off. And I mean, I would just love to see Adashi do a acapella track because I think they got it in them. And just to see them attempt to do it, I think would be really cool. And why not go with the song that they're probably best known for? So I, I think Love So Sweet would be an awesome track to do an acapella version. Oh, no, I completely agree with Love So Sweet. So funny thing is, is I was going to pick Adashi as well. And Love So Sweet was one of the songs I would have picked, but my other was Kite. Just because I think Adashi is a group that can easily pull off an acapella. And I I honestly agree with you with Love So Sweet. It is, you would have to slow it down. But it would be a phenomenal acapella because they do have the vocals and the harmonies. And with them having such a well-rounded group, I think they could make it work and it would be beautiful. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that is like because like I, like you said, like, you know, they could really pull this off. And, uh, you know, the reborn version of this track, I think, slows it down just a tad. And, and you know, they, they also really cut away a lot of the composition with that version. And, you know, the song still works. Obviously, they, they changed a lot of the di the the, the not dialogue, the lyrics to english but still i i think like they could really kill it so i i think love so sweet is, is really good and i i would just absolutely love to see them knock that one out of the park uh my second track that i decided to go with is because everybody knows i love dice and they're another group that i would love to see do a acapella number and i I think Dice would struggle with this. And I think that's why I would like to see them do it is because, you know, I'm still a relatively new fan to the, to, to the, the group, but you know, for me, it feels like they really lean on Sota and I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. There's another guy. I don't know his name. He typically has blonde hair and it's spiky. I could not tell you his name. I'm really sorry, but those two seem to be like the lead vocalist for the group and the other three guys are really good vocalists but i mean usually sota and the other guy just shine through a lot of the tracks and i really feel like a lot of their songs really lean heavily on those two because of how powerful their vocals really are i mean sota has insanely good range but I think an acapella track would just be really good because it would give the other three members just a little bit more opportunity to shine. And it would actually rein in Sota a little bit because, because you, you know, you really, one of the things that really makes acapella work really well is that cohesion and group work together. And I went with one of their very first ballads off of their first album. So I still love you off of their Fight Back album. it It's a song that I talked about a few weeks back, and I want to talk about it again because I think of... I mean, they have a lot of really good tracks, 
But of all of their tracks to convert into acapella, I think this would probably be the front runner. So I think this would be a really good one to do. I, I could really see them doing it. And I think they'd be able to pull it off. And I would absolutely love to see I Still Love You as an acapella track. I, I agree. So I Still Love You by Daya, Dice. Dice is fantastic. So you thanks to you, you turned me out of them because for a while I was like, nee, 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 nee. But after a couple weeks ago, I enjoyed I still enjoy I still love you and they have great vocals and like you said Sota is really the one you go for and I think an acapella could showcase the whole group is group as a whole but also they could easily put Sota as the main point and have the others as backup which acapella works great for because you can have your do do do's and your da da da's and it works great in that group setting for those who don't have the vocal range to do acapella. They can do supportive work and have those ones who have the vocal range to do the main the main pull out of it. So I like that you picked this again because I Still Love You is a great show, a showcase of a track that can, you know, they can do so much with an acapella and I would love to hear it to be honest. Yeah, that that's my thing. Is like, it's like I really think they could really knock it out of the park. And like I said, I th- I think I still. I mean, they have a lot of good songs that I think would work with acapella. But I still love you. It is I think by far the best. Because uh, honestly, the type of song that I think works best with acapella are your your ballads. And I still love you is a great ballad. So, uh, and speaking of ballads, the last song I picked, I wanted to do I. I didn't want to do three boy groups and I knew I was going to do all groups. So I, I had to do a little bit of thinking. I was originally going to do little glee monster, but I wound up shifting because little glee monster does have a, a couple of acapella tracks and they've been really leaning in that direction. As of late, their latest track it has an acapella. It opens an acapella and then it transitions to music and I can gripe about that and some other time. But I wanted to do a different girl group. And this is a girl group, honestly, every time they come up, we praise them. But I I don't think we talk about them enough. And that's Juice Juice. I I think they're really talented. I think they're very consistent with what they do. And their latest single, Gambale Nayo, is really, really good. It's a wonderfully sung ballad. And in that, with that release, they, they have this song sung by each individual member of the group. So I could easily see this being an acapella track. And I I think they could do it. I really, really believe they could do it. There's seven of them. So they don't need to be the most vocally strong group to do it because they have the numbers to do it. And I think their harmonization is fantastic especially in Gambale Nayo. So I think this would be an amazing track for them and really cast them in a new light, I personally. Because, I mean, they're a great idol group, but, uh, you know, one of my problems with... One reason why I really gravitate towards boy groups is I really feel like girls groups don't tend to care that much about vocals. And that, that's what I love, and that's one reason I love little Glee Monsters is just how vocal heavy they are. And I think Juice Juice is 
like I said, really talented. They're very consistent. And I think that they really have the chops to pull it off. And I'd love to see them flex. And I think they could do it. I think this song would be absolutely perfect. It just came out. And it's it's at the perfect tempo. So I, I really could see this being a acapella track. It, so I agree with you. I enjoy Juice Juice. And I think Gambare Nayo is one of their best songs, to be honest. And... N- the reason why I think it's one of their best is because, like you said, Gray, their vocals. They have fantastic vocals in this. No, they're not a little glee monster. They don't have that that vocal range. However, they do showcase their vocal range, and this is a power ballad. I honestly would love to see an acapella of this, and how and if that would change my opinion, would I still love this song? I do think the composition in the original sounds very nice with their vocals, but I would love to hear it without any of that and see what this group can do, especially with all the members. I think it could be done very well and switching, you know, picking the two leads that have the best vocals, having the rest as backup. They could do so much with Gambadai Nayol, and I'd love to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, because they actually did a version of this song with each of the members, like it even makes it even easier to see, you know, them be able to pull this off and, you know, have like, uh, like they would have to obviously have one person singing at different parts and training off the parts. But I, like, I, I think they could do it. I think they definitely have it. And I would love to see them pull this off. But I am also eager to talk about your tracks, Luna. So why don't you go and tell us about your first track? All right. So I did a little bit something different than Gray. Gray picked all groups. I actually picked solo artist. And which gives you a good idea of, you know, I, I do think groups do the best way of pulling it off, especially after watching Pitch the Pitch Perfect movies. So, but I'm going to take that other end and do solos. So my first one is Kito Ni by Crystal K. And the original track is on her album, All Yours. So for me, the reason why I would love to hear Crystal K do an acapella, up acapella of Kito Ni is because one, she is the vocal range for it. If you listen to any of Crystal's ballads, they are phenomenal. And not to mention, she does stage plays and she has the vocals that she could pull anything off with no music in the background easily. And she has those vocals that are more R&B soulful and she knows how to utilize them. She's been in the industry since she was 13 years old and she knows her stuff. She's been through everything and she's one of those what they call a seasoned artist. So for her doing acapella, I think it it would actually benefit her, in my opinion. And hearing a ballad, Kito A&E is an extreme power ballad, and it has a minimalistic composition, but I think an acapella could do it very well just because of her vocal range and how she sounds. And I would love to hear her do This Is an Acapella. And there are a few other tracks I, she could easily pull off. But Kito Ayani is a specific one because of the emotion. And I think hearing it in the silence of just her singing would be phenomenal. As 
I think she could even do more with it as an acapella than she does in the original. Yeah, no, this was a really good track, and I'm glad you picked this, Luna, because I think you're right. I didn't know that Crystal Cated plays, and, you know, when you're doing, when you're doing a play, like, no, sometimes they have an orchestra accompanying you. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes, you know, you have to be on stage and just sing to the crowd with no music. And that really forces you to recontextualize music in a way. And it really makes you think of how the words are sung. And it really and it really can create this music. So I, I would love to see Chris Lee. Obviously, uh, because she's a soloist, we'd have to have like a, a couple of background people to do like the oohs and the ahs and the ums. But I think that she really could pull it off and really just knock it out of the park. So I would like to see her do that. And I would like to see her do to really knock this out. I think this is a great track to do so. Completely agree. Yeah, she was just in Japan's Pippin Broadway, and she's going to be in it in 2022. So that's kind of why it made me think I would love to hear her do an acapella, especially doing shows like she's been doing. So the next one I picked is a little bit of a surprise. So I wanted to pick a male vocalist. I do swing more towards females. However, a lot it was a hard choice but I went with Yuri's newest track Shudder and I picked it because one I I would love to hear Yuri do acapella because almost all his tracks are most of them are pretty minimalistic and he does do acoustic versions of most of his songs and he does very well with that minimalistic composition with his vocals I'm curious how he would sound doing an acapella with nothing but him. And with Shudder being one of those tracks, it does not have an acoustic yet. And it is very, very minimalistic. And at times it feels like it's just him. So it made me think, what if Yuri did an acapella? And I had two tracks I originally would love to hear him do. And I love Sakadambe. And I think that would probably be the better one do an acoustic because of the power but I think Shudder would be nice because it has its quiet points when he sings and the other point where he expresses his emotion way more in the lyrics and the vocals. And I thought Shudder would be a great expression of an acapella because he could really go all out when he belts the lyrics, but then when he also does the silent whispers and with acapella, you can hear that so much and feel the emotion way more. And it made me think, man, if Yuri did a track in acapella and given how he knows how to vocalize his emotions very well I would love to hear that and I the more I got to thinking about him like he'd be really good I mean he's great just acoustically but how about acapella oh yeah no Yuri is, is one of those artists that I, I don't like I've listened to some to his work and I'm eager to revisit him on our roundup because I haven't listened to his latest stuff. I will say Shudder was not was not that bad. And I, I did kind of like it. It's it, Luna is right. It's very there's not a lot going on in that song and he really carries it with his voice. And that makes it a song that very well lends itself to an acapella style. Because, you know, when acapella, like, you don't have to really 
if there's not a whole lot going on with the the composition or the melody, then there's a you don't have to really make up as much for the singers to really get the melody going. And I think, you know, I think this would really cast him in a new light and really push him to be a, a, a better vocalist. And I mean, he's pretty solid as is, but you know, I think him being an acapella, like do, him doing acapella, would be very interesting because it, it it's the, it's just something like, I, I don't normally see, I couldn't see him doing not so much that he's incapable of pulling it off. Just, he has like that look about him and that feel to his style. So it, it would be really cool just to see him goes like, no, I'm going acapella. And I, I do, I think he would be great at it. So it would be very interesting to see. And I think this was a solid pick. I, I thought Shredder was a pretty solid track. It's also a, a nice slower t- track. So you, it's be really easy to do an acapella because like I said, ballads tend to be the easiest to acapella. The, the faster the tempo, this, uh, the trickier it gets. Not, it's not impossible. And there's people that do it really freaking good, but I like the ballads I think are like start easy and then work your way up to like something that's challenging. And I, I think if you've never done an acapella track, you should probably want to start easy and then work your way up. So I think Shudder was really good. Really good pick. Thank you. I, I wanted to bring him back just because he's such an interesting artist and he mainly does acoustic. So I'm just thinking, well, if he did acapella, that'd be interesting. So the next artist I picked and the song I picked for her is actually very interesting just because it's not a ballad. So I went with Mei J and I went with her track, Be Mine Kimiga Suki Dayo. And it's actually on a couple albums. It's on her For You album. It's also on her W Best album and her Best Selection album. So Be Mine Kimiga Suki Dayo is more of a very poppy tune when you listen to it. It is a very cutesy love song. And I would like to hear her slow this down a little bit and make it a cappella. And the reason why is it is a very cute song and Meiji knows how to carry her voice very well. And when you listen to a lot of her other tracks, she's known for her covers like Let It Go, Arino, Mama No, and, and, all, and just, I mean, she, she can hear something and do a very good job of it. And she also makes it her own. And that's the reason... I think Meiji would be a great acapella singer and not just with a track like Be Mine Kiminga Suki Dayo. I think with a good chunk of her track, she could easily make an acapella besides the really, really upbeat ones like uh, One More Kiss or Every Single Day. But it's just how her vocals carry and her vocal style is she can transfuse those easily. And Be Mine Kiminga Suki Dayo is one... I can picture being an acapella, you know, maybe having a few background singers there. I think having a live chorus in the background would be phenomenal and it would do, you know, with the oohs and ahs, it would do it justice, but her just singing with no music and like a chorus or backup singers would be fantastic. And if you hear songs like she's also, if I'm correct, done some stage play stuff and some like live musical stuff I think she did some things for like Disney live in Japan and she did a cover of the track I dreamed a dream from Les Miserables 
And that's one that it's extremely hard to cover if you hear how high the vocals go and doing those pitches. May J hit the ball on it. I mean, she hit every pitch, every point, and did such a great job. Almost no composition. And that's what got me thinking. Imagine if she did other tracks completely a cappella, and I was listening to Be Mine, Kimiga, Suki, Dayo, and I'm like, this would actually make a good a cappella. And I would personally love to see her do this because she has such a great range she knows how to use it she has a knowledge of the music she's been in the industry for ages and I know she could pull it off and I could see her being honest if she did a whole acapella album I'd buy it but she's an artist who could easily pull something like this off and it would be fantastic Yeah, no, Mayjay is definitely one of those artists that is really good. And she's got a good reputation for being a very strong vocalist. And I think her doing a acapella track would be really, really cool because she's never done anything quite like that. And I think she's got the vocals to pull it off. It's And I, I know Luna's more familiar with her work than I am, but... You know, I th- I think she's really talented, and I think this would be another good way to really just cast herself in a new light and to really show that, hey, you know, I'm a strong vocalist too, and I know what I'm doing. So I think this is a really good pick, and it's a really wonderful ballad. And I think if you, I think done properly, I think this could be a really moving acapella track, and I think Major definitely has the chops to really pull that off. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I think she would do great turning this cutesy mid-tempo pop track into more of a ballad like a cappella. I think it'd be very interesting. But um with that, we we really only picked three songs each. I'm curious what Ken would have picked. So, we'll have to pick his mind next time and see what he thinks. But we hope you enjoyed what we would like to see in a cappella and hopefully you got some new songs to check out and it gives you some ideas. But before we end this little segment, I do have a question for you, Gray. If so, I know you're a big fan of Little Glee. I am surprised you didn't pick them. But if you would have picked Little Glee Monster, what track would you have picked for them to do an acapella that they have not done yet? That That is hard. I, I will be completely honest with you. They do, they do a lot of tracks. Uh, their latest track and Jupiter does this where they they start off as acapella and halfway through the track, it does not, it stops being acapella. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 we're going to kick in the composition and it drives me crazy. It really does. But honestly, so they probably have a better song than this. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Uh, but the, one of the first things that comes to my mind is I, I think they could really pull off a really cool version of Dakala Hitoli Janai, which was the second ending to My Hero Academia, if anyone's curious about that one. I think that would be interesting. It's a little upbeat, but they've done acapella before. They have a lot of experience doing acapella. So I think they could pull off a faster track, and I think they could really knock that one out of the park. And I, I would love to see them do that one. 
but I would just love to see them do like finish some of their tracks in acapella, like Jupiter. Like I know that's a cover, but I love the the acapella Jupiter section, and then when the piano kicks in, I'm, it's not that it's not pretty or anything like that, but it just it's not as gripping as the acapella performance I was just witnessing, and it just to. I I like their cover of Jupiter. I think it's wonderful, but I, I would love to see them just finish that in acapella. And Kimito Ileba is another really freaking good track. Minute in, there's there's that composition that kind of ruins it for me. It's not bad composition at all, and it really complements the melody really well. But man, I would just love to see them like and like I said, they recently released an acapella track. Uh, they had an acapella single. I Without pulling it up in front of me, I can tell you what it is. But, you know, they've really been dipping their toes back into that. So, I would say Dakanahi Tilly off the top of my head, I could probably find a better one if I dug a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, it, I would. I love Little Glee Monster. I think they're probably the best female vocal group in the Japanese music as a group whole uh not not individuals uh i don't want to put that i don't want to put them on that pedestal but i think like as a group i think they're some of the best female vocalists around and i i love to see i'd love them to see do like a whole uh, acapella album it's not just a track like i would love to see them just commit to a full acapella album and just see what they could do like really experiment and sh- push themselves I, th- I think they could do magic because uh, like I said they kind of started in that and they kind of they kind of drifted away they're kind of going back into it and I'd love just to see them like it's like next album release all acapella and I'd be like yes I will buy that day one so uh, that that would be my answer though is Dakarahi Jilla Janai do you do you have a little Glee Monster tune that you would like to hear in acapella Luna not specifically, just because I, I don't listen to them as much as you, but I do think um, Dakara Hitori Janai is a great track. I also think Ashia Toll would be another really yeah, good one. I that, would like to see, I would like to hear a actual, um, I guess you could say studio acapella version because they, they've sang that live before and when they do a lot of lives, it's pretty much almost acapella and... I really liked Ashia Toll, so I thought that was, you know, uh, one of my da. favorite recent tracks. Suki, Suki da is, really good is, too. is is another one that comes to mind. I had to look up the name. I was like, I was like, I know the song in my head, but I couldn't quite remember the name. But Suki Da is a really good one, and I think that's one of their defining songs. It's one of the few songs that they took when they were six members and redid it because they were five. So I think Suki Da is one of the defining songs of the group. And I think that would be also a really good one to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and I think they're a great group to get started in when you're very into good vocals. And they, they're they phenomenal live and they know how to utilize their vocals as a group. So that's one of the reasons I, I really do enjoy them. So Yeah, I'd love but, to see them live. I would love to see them live. I'm, I, like, I hate I didn't get to I see. I did see them live. I hate I didn't get to see uh, Color Creation live. Uh, like I'm kicking myself on that one. I, I saw so a little Glee live before I knew who they were, and I remember I could have got their autograph, but the line was ridiculous. 
but uh, I saw them live and they it. were phenomenal. I didn't know who they were and I regret not recording them because we were allowed to use our phones. And the only artist I recorded were Jasmine, um, uh, a little bit of Yasuda Ray, and a little bit of uh, Toyama Mide. And uh, that was it. Okay. And I ran out of data. But it was Little Glee, Toyama Mide, part of Dancing Dolls at the time. And um, Jasmine was like the headliner at that time. So, yeah, I, I saw all these people live and they were phenomenal. I got to meet Yasuda Ray. But I regret not meeting Little Glee at the time because I could have met them and got all their autographs. And I'm kicking myself for not doing that. Was Was that the concert that me and Kyo took you to? Yes, you guys walked me to it. <laughs> yeah, me, it was... me and him got lost in Shibuya that night. <laughs> oh, I got lost coming back because I like wanted to get more money to buy more good. Oh, wait, no, that's a different one. Never mind. This is not the one you took me to. This was Club oh, okay. Buenos. Oh, that okay. was a different one. That had a group called Brand New Vibe. Jasmine and Cliff Edge were there. Oh, that was okay. a different time. Uh, the other one, but it was actually right across from that same venue you guys took me to, but it was Club Buenos, and it was part of the after-school um, concert series they were having. I have my ticket still, and nice. I have not, and it's autographed. But I will say Little Glee is phenomenal live because they did all acapella when I saw them, and this was in 2014 before they became big. But I, I, I would highly recommend them as well even though i don't listen to them as prominently as you i still could not recommend them enough yeah they're they're really good i think i think they really show what a female vocal group is capable of and i because as we started this journey i, I kind of got into girl pop groups really quickly and then, like, eventually I just kind of transitioned, so now I mostly just listen to boy groups, and I, I don't listen to as much girl groups as I used to. And and the reason why is because, I mean, while I like that generic pop sound, I started listening to boy groups because I really love the, the strong vocal qualities that you get with a boy group. And I really felt like a lot of female groups I was listening to would lean on cutesy or something like that. And they weren't really leaning into their vocal talent. And I think they're very talented. But when, you know, you're leaning on being cutesy and stuff like that, it's like, you know, it's, it gets old after a while. And, and I know Ken's probably sh- chanting yes at this. And, and so, yeah, you know, I just kind of drifted away from it. And, you know, I listened to a little Glee Monster and I'm, I'm like, man, you know, I wish that more female groups were like little Glee Monster that really leaned into their vocals. And, you know, the group that I picked, Juice Juice, I think could do that. I think that Juice Juice is really talented. They, they have really, really good harmonization and if they would just lean a little bit more into their vocals, they would stand out even more than they already do. So I I love Little Glee Monster. I think if you like a group that has really powerful vocals, definitely listen to Little Glee Monster. And yeah, they, they like I said, they've been dipping their toes in the acapella and I love it. I would love for them to actually dive in the waters. That would be fantastic. And maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do it. But they, they haven't quite done it yet. So we'll see what happens. But 
I'm glad we talked about this. I, I was really looking forward to this topic and I have, I've actually had a lot of fun covering this. I mean, I usually enjoy our, our topics. Don't get me wrong, but I had even more fun this week than usual because this topic is very near and dear to my heart. And I, I absolutely love it. I could do this 17 times over. Yeah, this has been a great topic to visit. So with that, we're going to move on to our music corner this week and Ken had the reins and I wish if he could be there to show his love for this artist and so Ken shows Akira Takano and Akira Takano is a vocalist who got a start with the popular five-member co-ed idol group called Dream 5 back in 2009 but has since then he broke out on his own after the group is dissolved in 2016 when Akira Takano initially started his solo work, he he did a various amounts of stage play work through the years, and he would then return to the music industry in 2019. So taking what he learned from his time off and his stage play experience, he brings solid vocal work in a style that he wasn't able to bring beforehand in his group Dream 5. And... For example, there are tracks like New Direction and Tiny Lady. While not all being changing to a solo male pop artist field, it shows he's matured as a vocalist as you can hear the power that he has attained and how he has also learned to utilize it to match the compositions. And not to mention, Takano mixes it up with several emotional pack tracks such as You've Broken My Heart, And while it's a bit more mid-tempo, it really proves that with a bit of push, he can handle any style of work that comes his way. And his biggest vocal improvement was shown back in his pre-debut year of 2019 with the song Can't Keep It Cool, which happens to be on his only album and new album that came out this year called Enter. And he is an artist that... you just you just need to hear him to hear how far he's come and enjoy his work. So currently, Akito Takano only has one album titled Enter that came back in March 2021, which this year, and also has five singles and a digital single with the latest being Vacancies released back in, in August. So, great. I would like to hear what you think about about Akira Takano because you really enjoy the male pop vocalist and especially the co-ed groups. So what did you think of him? Yeah, no, this is a guy I really enjoyed. I fell in love with him almost immediately. I downloaded his latest album, which I think is called Enter. And yeah, Enter. And yeah, top track, can't keep it cool, man. I, I think I was like a minute or two into that track, and I was like, you know what? I'm taking the whole album. I absolutely fell in love with that track. I love it. I've actually had Can't Keep It Cool on repeat all week. I've been I've actually listened to this whole album about twice now, and it's really good. I absolutely love it. And yeah, he really does. He comes from that Mel Idol background, and it shines through in his solo work for better or for worse I, I for me it's for the better i think some people might find it for the worse but he's got a really cool style a really great vocals he, he really knows what he's doing in the, the track itself and he's just phenomenal also like he has a couple of tracks that he raps in 
And it's so cool when he does that. Like he's he's really good. He he needs more tracks that he raps in. I'm not gonna lie. And I would just I really really liked him, and I'm really glad Ken picked him. Uh, he was like I said uh, right out of the gate. I kind of fell in love with this guy. Of the ones that Ken's introduced, it, it like the next roundup is gonna be hard because there's uh, Akira. Takano that I've really liked and then there's Seven Order which has my song of the year on it so it we'll see we'll see what what it does man but I I've really liked this guy I think if you like a pretty solid male vocalist he is definitely worth checking out and like I said he has his background he leads into it a little bit but I don't think it's off-putting and I think it really helps him out a bit I I really fell in love with this guy I think he's fantastic yeah so I'm glad Ken picked him I'm a little surprised to be honest is I I think Takano has solid vocals and like like he said and can't keep it cool that track actually surprised me and it's the opening for his enter album and I I enjoyed that, and I also thought his va- uh, vacancy single was fantastic, like Tiny Lady, and Summer Summer Break Summer Breaker, Summer Beats. So Summer Beats was also fantastic. Like I honestly thought Takano's whole vacancy single was amazing. I mean, Memory of Sunset was also very nice, and it was so well put together. The thing that surprised me about Ken picking him and I wish if he was on here is sometimes he does sound a little bit generic however despite some of the generic compositions I think Takano has phenomenal vocals and that's what makes him stand out as he knows how to utilize the songs and a lot of it's due to being in Dream 5 I think he learned a lot from that and not to mention his stage play work I'm sure is what really honed his vocals and showed him how to use them to match his music. So I think he does a very good job on his his Enter album of showcasing all the talents he's, he's earned. And all in all, I mean, I actually think he's a very solid vocalist. Um, he's not my style of music. However, I mean, there are some great tracks on there. I mean, along with what Ken mentioned, I I greatly enjoyed, like, Always on Your Side, and New Direction was also really good. Can't Keep It Cool, I do think, is probably one of the best tracks on the album, but he's fantastic, and I would love to hear more what Ken has to say, too, but I think it's a solid pick, as he's a good entrance into the male pop industry for people to just get started with his vocals and his style of music. He's a good way to ease into that. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this guy. I think he, I think he's fantastic, and I'm glad Ken picked him. Like I said, thank you, buddy. I know you're listening, so uh, I really liked him, and I, I wish you were on here so I could tell you to your face. Well, as close to the face as we can get, but yeah, it's like like I wish uh, you were on here so I could sing his praises to you personally. I mean, we probably will during the roundup, but still. And it's funny. I love if you if you're on Apple Music and you go to similar artists, like you scroll down, it's like three or four Token Ramudanchi people, which I I thought to be very entertaining as well. 
including like my number two song of the year is, is on, is on the bottom of this list. I'm sure I'm kind of curious what mine is, if it's different than yours, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I, Gray, I knew you'd like him. As soon as I heard Takano, I messaged Ken. I'm like, oh, Gray is going to love him. He is going to go like freaking crazy. He's going to love this dude. So for me, I already knew. And it kind of made in Ken's like, yeah. But I would love to hear his thoughts on this. And I'm looking forward to round up to see how Takano goes up against some of our other artists. And I do see some of the recommended. And yes, it's all token token rambidanchi for me as well which is funny uh, but it makes sense because takano did a lot of stage plays so i'm sure that's one of the big re- why he is definitely you know uh tokens on here is recommendations but um with that akito takano has like i said one album on here you can check out his official website twitter and instagram we got the links on our site and you can check out his latest music video, Tiny Lady, which that song is actually really, really good, on our website as well. And we want to thank, give Ken a big thank you for introducing the lovely Akito Takano for us. But with that, we're going to move on to the Oricon, which was a very interesting week. I mean, not too much new stuff, but I'm actually excited maybe, to talk about what's new. Maybe... I- I think there's been better weeks, but I mean, what's here is worth talking about. I will, I will say that. There have been better. Things have moved around. So we'll just dive right in. So number 10, we got rearing its head again. We got Kirari by Fujikaze. Nothing more we can say about it. We all have said our P's and Q's with it. Kirari by Fujikaze sold a lovely 17,841 points. And with that, we got Dynamite on here by BTS. Again, nothing more we can say. It's been just chilling in here in that top 10. Actually, it came back up. It dropped off last week and it's back. So with that, Dynamite by BTS sold a lovely 18,536 points. And moving on up to... It is the lovely... Kaibutsu Yasashi Suisei by Yao Sobi. And there's really nothing more we can say about either of these tracks. We've set our P's and Q's. And Kaibutsu Yasashi Suisei has sold a total of, by Yao Sobi, has sold a total of 21,182 points. And moving on up, we still got Dry Flower by Yuri hanging in there. Again, nothing more we can say. Good for him. And Dry Flower has sold a lovely 23,204 points. And moving on up to another regular now. It is Crybaby by Official Higedandism. Nothing more we can say. No surprise it's on here with editorial dropping these last couple weeks. It's definitely pushed Crybaby back up and why it's on here. But it sold a total of 25,627 points this week. And moving on up to our first new track. And I'm saying this by new. I mean, like, physically it has been available for a little bit now for streaming, download, et cetera. So it is. At, it is we're going to start. It's a double A side. And it is Raicho Ue featuring Takeyuki Yamada in IMU. And the B-side is Soul featuring Aoyama Thelma. And 
Ayamu by Uberworld. So this is an interesting track because Uberworld doesn't do a lot of these featuring artists like this. So we're going to start with the first first one, which is Rai Choe, since it features Takayuki Yamada, who is a known actor and has starred in many movies and dramas. And then the vocalist Ayamu, who is part of the group. And it is featuring Rai Choe, is featuring Yamada, Takayaki, uh, Yamada Takayuki, who is a known actor who starred in many movies and dramas in Ayamu from Tokugawa EQ, the group Tokugawa EQ. So this is an interesting track. And great. I'm curious to hear what you, you think about it. Because I know with Overworld, we are all super hit or miss. What did you think of Rai Choe? Yeah, it's it's an interesting track. I, I don't like Overworld They've been hit and miss for me, and Raicho, it's one of those tracks, I don't think it's particularly bad by any means. I think it's very solid. I, I think it's definitely a good track overall. I, I didn't love it, though. I, I felt like it was kind of by-the-beat numbers. It just didn't stand out to me in any meaningful way. So Raicho was okay. I... I I think I liked it a little bit more than the other one, but not by much. No, I, I understand. Like, I actually liked Rai Choi more than Soul, and I I wanted to like Soul more. So, those of you who might not know, I am a huge fan of Aoyama Thelma, and I have followed her since, oh my goodness, for ages. And seeing that she did a track with Uberworld, which is Soul, I was super hyped about. Seeing all the promotional photos she's been promoting like crazy on Insta and Twitter. I've been hyped about it. So listening to it, I was super disappointed. I was thinking I would like Soul than Rai Choe. And I was... I literally went into that mindset thinking that usually when I do, I force myself and I couldn't. I mean, I thought Soul was pretty good. It had did have some good vocals. But my problem with that is I didn't hear Thelma as much. I mean, I thought it was decent, but I actually thought Rai Choi had very good vocals and I liked the composition a lot with it. But at the same time, it also did remind me of the typical overworld that I do like. And I always fall into this certain Uberworld type of style, like Colors of the Heart and D-Techno Life, that type of thing. I like that type of style. And Rai Choi wasn't, wasn't near as good as those two tracks. Those are still my favorites. But I still loved it. And I enjoyed it. I actually hit the plus on it. And Soul, I enjoyed. I had to come around to it and listen to it more than once. I hit the plus on it because I got a soft spot for Thelma. I hit the plus on almost everything she's in, whether I like it or not. But, I mean, I do think it was a pretty solid track for Uberworld compared to what they've released lately, to be honest. I did like it. And Uberworld, I am... I am always super hit or miss on, and we've discussed this. I mean, their last single... That made the Oricon that I actually remember I didn't care for. And it might have been Hourglass. Or Namely. And it was one of those two I just couldn't get into. And 
I've gone on that that point where I'm just like, mm, yeah, it's okay. But I actually thought right, right choice, soul was decent. And if you're an Uber straight Uber old fan, you're probably gonna like both tracks. If you're not, you might like one out of the two. But I still think they're enjoyable. They're fun. I'm glad to see that they did a really interesting collaboration single. And that was one of the big things I really liked about it. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. And Soul is definitely just one of those weird tracks. And I typically, I, I really, I don't know. For me personally, I felt like they underutilized Thelma a little bit in Soul. Like you could hardly tell she was there. And I didn't like the like the opening thirty seconds of that track. Like I felt like it's kind of it starts off a little wonky, and then it smooths out as as it goes. But there's a little wonkiness near the middle of it too. But Soul is is definitely interesting, and I felt like for the most part, I felt like Soul was a lot more catchier than Raichoe, and I did like Soul. So I, it is. I will also say. It is nice to see them doing some features with Thelma Aoyama and uh, Takuyaki Yamada and then Aimu. Is that how you say his name? Aimu, yeah. Aimu. So I'm, I, you know, I'm glad to see them branching out. the The last Uberworld song that dropped that I really loved was Odd Future, which is the My Hero song. But that was also the first world song I had ever heard so I, I don't know maybe I'm just stuck in them because like every other release that they've had I was like I, I don't know I'm not feeling it it's it's either okay or eh, I, I, I've heard better but I think this is a improvement over their last I will I will agree with that I think right right Choi and Soul both were much better than their previous releases so we'll see what yeah. they do yeah, I'm curious. I, I think it was an interesting concept they did. And I wish if they would have used Thelma more because she's such a good R&B artist. And she's also very versatile. But all in all, Retroe and Soul was a solid single. It sold a total of 26,294 points. And moving on up to another new one, which is Natsuto Kimi no Uta by ABC to Z. And Gray, you being our resident boy boy group fan, what did you think of Natsuto Kimi no Uta? Yeah, Natsuto Kimi no Uta is a very interesting track. I wound up liking it overall. I think I've listened to it now about four or five times. It's not available on Apple Music. If it was, I'd probably add it to my library. But it, it's good. It's really good. I, I liked it. It's definitely standard fare for like the male idol groups. And I think your mileage that you're going to get out of this is solely dependent on how much you like that particular genre. And like I said, I love it. I've been listening to, I I don't love it. I really, really like it. And that's a better way to put it because I, like, I don't know if I'd run out and buy this. I would definitely add it to my library. I don't know if I'd invest money into it. That's like the breaking line for me. But I do. I did like this track. I thought it was really good. I'd say it's my track of the week. I, I don't know. Number one was surprising, and we'll get to it when we get to it. But it, it would be a toss-up between those two. And 
I, I did. I wound up liking it. I will say, if you don't typically like metal genres, I don't know if there's anything here for you. Uh, the melody is good. The harmonization is really good. The vocals are really good. Like everything works in this track. I think it, like I said, it comes together really well, but it's generic in in the same sense. And if you just don't like the genre, I just don't think there's much in there for you. So um, Natsuto Kimi no Uta by ABCZ was, they actually did have good harmonies. I thought it was a very well composed song. However, it was not for me. I will recognize that it's actually a solid track. It, But it's something that didn't personally catch my ear. However, I can easily understand why it's your song of the week, Ray, because they did do a good job with it. I thought they utilized their vocals very well. And it was a nice song. I do think you have to enjoy that genre and enjoy this group to really get into the song i do recommend people checking it out if you're not familiar because it's very well put together but it 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 yeah it's not for me so i have that devil's that that double-edged sword there we go where it's like i recognize you're a pretty solid song but you're not for me however a lot of fans liked it so, Natsuto Kimi no Uta by ABC to Z sold a total of 27,033 points. And moving on up to number three, which is Sui Heisen by Back Number. Still hanging on strong. Nothing more we can say about it. You can check out our initial thoughts last week and in previous weeks. However, Sui Heisen sold a total of 28,254 copies. And moving on up to number two, we still got butter with BTS going strong. Probably all that McDonald's everyone's buying and watching those commercials, you know, getting that butter on. So butter by BTS sold a total of 52,668 points. And moving on up to our number one and our new track of the week, it is Anogoro no Kimi o Mitsuketa by SKE48. And Gray, we're going to start off with you again because you're also one of our resident idol fans. So what did you think of Anogoro no Kimi o Mitsuketa? Yeah, no, this is a very surprising track, and I I really wish Ken was on here because I I would love to get his two cents on this. I think he's going to say something a lot different than what I'm about to say. But I I like this. I thought it was a really good track. It's uh you could erase the first like 40 seconds, 30, 40 seconds of this track because they do this like really beautiful piano thing and they really make you think you're about to hear a ballad before they just ramp up the BPM out into oblivion and this thing just goes into overdrive. So I don't like that. I don't like the bait and switch that they do at the, at the top of the track. That being said, it's really good. I think it's kind of standard idol, idol fare but it's done really well and it's very likable for what it is the last several SKE tracks I've not enjoyed I, I don't know what in the world it feels like they've been 
off in left field, and now they're back at least in the ballpark. So I I like this. I it was very surprising. It's not my favorite SKE song by any stretch of the imagination, but for what it is, I I did I liked it a lot. I felt like. It was competently done. I think the girls did an excellent job. The composition's really good, and the melody is very catchy. So overall, I liked it a lot, and I really think this track is probably the best track they've released since Ikinari Punchline. If I had to, if I had to really say anything, like uh, that was, I wouldn't even go Ikinari Punchline. I would probably go um, further back than that. Yeah. Well. That, that, that's the last track that they they released that I really really liked. Yeah, no, no, no. I know yeah. what you mean because like I agree, SKE has not really had anything that caught my ear in quite some time, and the last one I actually enjoyed was Mushiki Na Idol, which I actually ended up buying a physical copy of. That's a good track. I'm very good, but um, with uh, ano ano no kimi wo mitsukita, I. You know, I do agree with you. It wasn't bad. I actually thought this was one of the better songs I've heard them from them in quite some time. And I didn't like the opening, like the first 30 to 40 seconds. I do agree. They could have done without it. However, this was a pretty solid summer song. And I thought the melody was good. The chorus was good. It was in general a pretty solid single. And I actually really enjoyed the Aozora katomoi 2021 version i thought that was very nice in the single if you got like the full single but as the leading track anokororo kimi mitsukita was actually okay and for me not caring for some of the idol type tracks it's not my thing to be honest i actually liked it and i thought it was nice and refreshing and out of a lot of the recent 4846 songs we've heard recently this is probably higher up on my list i don't know if it was the mood i was in but it felt very refreshing and better than anything they've done recently oh yeah i agree especially all the 48 family like akb 48 hasn't had a release and and, i mean they all of them took 2020 off. So, cause you know, Ikinari punchline was almost two, three years ago at this point. Like I haven't looked it up, but you know, that was 2019, 2018. So, you know, they had a really slow 2020. Like they almost, I think they all of them dropped like maybe one track and that's it. And I know 2020 caught everybody by surprise and they all had to like figure out like how to record at home and all that. Uh, and they're really, you know, picking back up that's that momentum, which we're now seeing. And, uh, you know, I would I think this is a good track to really because I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first release they've had in 2021. And, you know, it's halfway through the year. It's just. You know, we've come a long way from the days where it's like, you know, you had your quarterly 48 releases, you know. So I, I, I'm i thinking like we'll eventually get back to that. But I think the break's done them some good, at least the producers of the stuff, because it's given them a chance to. They did have another song earlier this year. It was okay. Koi Ochi Flag. Oh, yeah, that was. Uh, it came Jarina's, out in February. 
That was Jarena's graduation song. Yeah, yeah. they had, yeah, Koyoshi uh, flag, um, February. But yeah, and that shows that Anakoro no Kimi o Mitsukita actually was a stronger song than Koyoichi flag because it stuck out more. I actually forgot about Koyoichi flag until I looked, you know, until I had to actually think, okay, what was some of the last, you know, when you said 2021, like they, I swear they had something else, but. I forgot about that, and that's really sad. And when you mentioned, like, Ikinari Punchline, that you're right, that was 2018. And then 2020, they had one track, and then 2019 was that horrible song, Frustration. Yeah, yeah, we're so frustrated about that. Yeah, so. Yeah. And see, I had remembered Jarena's uh, graduation song. I, just, I could not remember if that was tell of the end of 2020 or very early 2021. So... I knew it was relatively recent, but I, I couldn't have told you when it dropped. But I, I knew I didn't like that song, and I, I felt like that was a disservice to Jarena. She deserved better than that. But Oh, I agree. Like, you know, it, even though um, Anokoro, Anokoro no, even though Anokoro no Kimi o Mitsukita wasn't, like, their best track, it was still way better than Koichi Flag, which Jarena went on on, because I I. I remember I didn't like it. I still don't remember this track, and there's a reason I don't remember it. But at least Anokoro no, uh, no Kimi o Mitsukita was a actually decent track, and it was nice despite those first couple seconds that you have to get over. So it just kind of makes me sad Jarena did go out on a track that everyone forgot about. And, you know, I hate to say I might forget this one, but I still liked it, and that's better than a lot of the other tracks I can say. Yeah, and I will say this one is available on Apple Music. While um, is it Koi no Flag? Is uh, it is Koi Koi Flag? Koyochi Flag, that is not available on Apple Music at all. So yeah, only certain tracks of theirs are yeah. because my favorite is like Mushiki Naido, and that's really not. So I bought it physically. But Anokoro no Kimi o Mitsukita is available on Apple Music, and they have the full yeah. single on there. And I will say it's actually pretty solid because listening to the other tracks on there, I thought it was a very enjoyable um, track, and that that says a lot coming from me. And actually, uh, Koyo Chifurago is available on Apple Music. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it now. It is available. Yeah, they just did Furag as Furago, uh, Furagu, like the, Furagu. the Katakana. So. Yeah. But yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I recommend checking it out for me who's not the resident idol person. I would like to hear Ken's thoughts on this because I know he, him being such a, you know, being a fan, fan of the idols for so long and knowing his music very well i would love to hear his thoughts on this so i'm hoping maybe this will hang on there till next week but being honest i'm not sure because looking at the numbers anokoro no mitsukita anokoro no kimi o mitsukita didn't sell as much as i thought it would it only sold 188,429 copies so would have thought it sold more however we're gonna take a look at the album side and see if the albums maybe dominated some of those and took some of those singles away. I mean, we got Fujikaze back up with Help Ever Never. We got Genie High's latest album, Genie Stop, which I'm excited to check out because I, 
I'm actually liking Genie High a lot with the song they do with Chanmina. Still got BTS hanging in there with BTS the best at eight. Got a new all-girl group called Dialogue Plus One at number seven. Good for them. We got Yama, The Meaning of Life. And I know we've brought Yama up in the past in the Oricon, so I'm glad to see her on here. We also got Renoa on here with her latest EP at number five. Good for her. We got Creepy Nuts on here with their newest album, Case. And we still got uh, Official Hige hanging in there with Editorial at three, starting to go down. Uh, no big surprise, we got Stray Kids with their latest mini album at number two, No Easy, Stray Kids Volume 2. And V6 took number one with their latest album, Step, and that sold 131,000 copies. So good for them. Glad to see V6 on here still going strong. So it was a pretty solid week. I mean, single and, and album-wise. But with that... We want to thank you for listening to to the podcast today. And be sure to check out our website at ongakuryu.com. And also be sure to follow us on the Twitter, the Instagrams, and the Facebooks at ongakuryu. We want to give a big thank you and shout out to all of our lovely affiliates. We got Kyoru Hunter. He is a variety twitch streamer mainly streaming though horror games which makes me happy because spooky season is upon us and he is doing his dreamcast month as well so you can check him out at twitch.tv slash kyoru hunter k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r you can also check out timber taft who's also a variety twitch streamer who him and ken are doing their yaktober where they're doing the yakuza games all month you can check out Timber Taft at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can check out my sister, Rosalie, who it was playing through Final Fantasy fourteen and some Dark Souls. And you can follow her at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer who has mainly does the Zelda Final Fantasy and some other fun games. You can check out her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And don't forget to follow Ken on Twitter. He tweets mainly about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Bang Dream, some D4DJ, and some other fun goodies as well. You can check him out at OTYKen1, O-T-Y-K-E-N-1 on the Twitters. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken, Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games and industry news. You can find that on all streaming services by looking up Kyoto Hunter. And... With that, Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. Just checked out the first episode of Common Rider Revice, so if you're following that brand new Common Rider hype, follow me there. Alright, so you can follow me on many different social media services, such as the Twitter's Kitsu, My Anime List, Anime Planet, and Letterboxd, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D, 
where I mainly talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and because spooky season is upon us, you can check out all the horror movies I will be watching and talking about. So if you're up to that kind of thing, follow me. You can also check me out as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I post photos of my cat, what I bought, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and all that fun jazz. And with that, we're going to conclude today's episode and thank everyone so much for listening. We appreciate all your time and hope you enjoyed today. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or inquiries or just some comments on how we did. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.